Welcome to episode number 79 of Take Him With You for August 1st, 2010. I'm Rick Moyer. Yeah, today I talk about how I got burned on eBay by buying Microsoft Office 2007. We talk a little bit about the movie Tron and the fact that they're making Tron 2. And the new Star Trek parody song that uh, I did is called... uh, my Bajoran instead of My Sharona. I think you might like it. Plus, we talk about Star Trek reruns, our neighbor who smokes salmon, plus the topic of the day, loving people versus tolerating them. Stick around. It's a great show. Hi, Russell. Are you like Mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity. A rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. And we're happy and excited to announce that Jen had her baby. Jen from the Anomaly Podcast. So now there's going to be two little ones helping them podcast. That's right. Russell and Aaron. And Aaron. Aaron yeah. David is there is his name. Ah. Yeah. And uh, I guess she said that it was quite a bit of work. I wouldn't know. I've never had a baby, but you've had three. Yeah, they call it labor for a reason. Mm-hmm. You you definitely labor to bring the little one into the world. But yeah. anyway, everybody's happy and everybody's healthy. And uh, how, how big was Aaron again? I don't know. I never saw the actual statistics. I thought I saw one place said seven pounds and one place said nine pounds. So I was wow. Like, I don't know. We have to well, ask. Yeah, we ask need to Jen. that out. Anyway, she posted thanks for everybody uh, praying for her and the congrats and all that jazz. And so we just mm-hmm. wanted to uh, say we're so happy for you guys. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Little little Aaron David is in the world now. Yes. And I saw a picture of him. He's very cute. He is very cute. And he so, looks very uh, alert. Yes. Our congrats go out then to Jen and Dave. We, uh, we are very happy for you. So mm-hmm. we'll be praying for you. And thanks, everybody, for praying with us. Was it last week or the week before? I think it was last week. Uh, praying uh, for their family and everything. And and it it took a little while, but uh, everybody's safe and happy. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what's going on around our house. So there's this conspiracy in my home. What's a conspiracy about? <laughs> you and Andrew have this weird thing with Hoshi the cat. 
Well, she likes us. Yeah, well, I'm sound asleep yesterday on the couch, which I needed to be because I wasn't feeling good. And I didn't sleep the night before, so I was kind of resting. And all of a sudden, this cat jumps on my chest and waltzes right up to my face. My eyes open to the big owl eyes of this cat. And it looks at me and realizes that it's me. And then gives me a look of disgust and jumps away from me. Okay. And and with you, <laughs> the stupid cat, as soon as you sit down, will run right up on you and get right next to your face and want to rub on you. She, and... she gives me kisses on my chin. That's gross. And she has this, like, you know, the, the sandpaper tongue. She does the same thing to Andrew, though. It's not it fair. Kisses. Why? Does, does um, she kiss your chin, too? So why does she like you guys and not me? Maybe we taste good. But, you know, she licks our chin. I'm going to gross out here in a minute. <laughs> well, seriously, why does she like you better, you and Andrew, better than me? Andrew, what's the deal? He he, he won't he, say a he word. He shrugged his shoulders. I think it's because Andrew and I are the mellow ones in the family. You think it has anything to do with it? Um, yeah. The cat's not mellow. Yeah. She doesn't meow. She growls. She doesn't meow very much. That's true. Her boys meow once in a while. Especially we have two. Miles. Yeah, we have the mom and two babies. One from each litter. Well, she had four litters. So okay, so one from a couple of litters. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why she's so crazy. I think so too. She had too many kittens. We kept on trying to get her to the vet, and she'd get pregnant again before well, she stopped nursing. She was quite the. Oh. I don't know what to call it, but uh, she advertised her. She, uh, she was a little Jezebel. That's what she was. A Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, floozy maybe, floozy. rolling around in our driveway. Anyway, she doesn't do that anymore. Obviously, she's fixed. But uh, anyway, all of our kitties are are non-producing kitties anymore. They, well, they can't make more kitties. Yeah. Well, they don't. Most kitties are non-producing anyway. They just are lazy. Yeah, well, I just meant they can't have... They're all fixed. Yeah. So they can't do more babies. Well, anyway, I don't understand why she likes you guys better than me. It's not fair. I'm so sorry, dear. Sometimes I just pick her up as the alpha male in the house and just hold her next to me and let her growl as I pet her. Do you feel rejected because of that? No. Oh, okay. She's just a cat. I was going to offer to give you a hug because I like giving hugs. Well, there's a pecking order. There's a pecking order in our house um, when it comes to animals. Mm-hmm. And Stripey is the king because I like him the best. Yeah, but when it comes to... And then Miles, I like him a lot. And then Hoshi, I could take or leave her. So at nighttime when I'm trying to get him in the house, because I have a rule, I tell them, I tell the cats, you need to be in by 11 o'clock. That's your curfew. They don't ever listen to me. But anyway, I, I sleep fine if Hoshi, or if, if uh, Stripey comes in. But I, I have a little more... If he's not in, I get a little nervous. Yes, I know this. Well, there's lots of cats in the neighborhood. I don't want to have a little problem, you know. There could be cat anarchy outside, and I don't want anything to happen to him. But if Hoshi stays out, I could care less. (laughs) But but according to... Or she takes care of herself, According to the pecking order of the cats, Hoshi's the queen, and the other ones are... are, Nothing. They're subservient. If she's over at the cat food dish, she gets to eat and the boys sit there and watch. That's true. They mm-hmm. get out of her way because she hisses and, and growls at them. Yeah, so you may have an idea of who you think's most important, but Hoshi knows that she is. That's right. 
and she doesn't like me. I think that's probably what it is. Maybe I'm the alpha male in the in the home, and she doesn't like me. Your competition, because she wants to have, she wants to be the boss here. I guess so. Anyway, people are probably bored to death with us talking about our cats. Sorry about that. Um, had what? Let me see what's been going on around our house lately. We had a kind of an interesting thing happen. I, we said last week that my uh, Microsoft Office. When I was using my Outlook program to do email, came up and said it wasn't genuine. Mm. So um, I had to come back in and edit the podcast here. So you're hearing me in a different at a different time than we recorded this. At the time I installed the new program that I got off of eBay, everything was going smooth, and then it said it wasn't genuine again. So here I am trying to figure out what to do, and so I called Microsoft and I asked them. I said, "So." Uh, here's my problem. I, or, you know, my my copy of Microsoft 2007 Office was not genuine, apparently. So I ordered a new one off of eBay. I got it. I plugged it in, put the new code in, and everything worked great for a day. And then now it says it's not genuine anymore. So we went through the whole process, and I read them the code. And um, interesting thing, I got a guy that spoke barely any English, and so it was very difficult to understand. And we had to repeat each other several times. Which is, I don't understand that quite, but uh, anyway, suffice it to say, we finally got the code all put in, and then he comes back and says, well, this is a volume license, sir, I can't help you. And I'm like, what? What? So I got burned? And he goes, apparently. So, oh boy. So I'm thinking, great, I just spent a bunch of money on getting the 2007 I got a pretty decent price on it, but of course now I know why. I should have suspected something though when I ordered it from a company in California, and then I and when I got it in the mail, it had Chinese writing on it, and that got me a little bit nervous. So I thought, oh boy, that's probably not good. <laughs> so I opened it up, and there was fingerprints on the disc, and I thought, oh, okay, uh, it was all sealed up and everything, but still, you can always put sealing stuff you know you can put the cellophane on it after it can be used oh anyway uh long story short i was ticked so i get back on my ebay and i thought well i lost my money and uh i wrote to the people who were still in business so i wrote to them and i said hey um here's the deal uh, i either want my money back or a code that works with this because you said it was brand new and it would work and uh, instead of writing me back, all of a sudden I get a notification. Within 20 minutes, I get a notification from eBay that my money has been returned to PayPal. So <laughs> there you go. The guy must have known. I wonder how many other people got burned by him. I I don't know, but quite a few, I would imagine. Anyway, so here I am. I'm going to have to, um, I guess I need to go down to Staples or somewhere, but they want $500. So I put a little plea out there for people to help me out with other programs that might work with it. And I got a bunch of folks on the uh, Trex and Sci-Fi board that said to try Open Office. So I, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to download that and see what we can do. Uh, if you know of any good email clients out there and calendaring programs, because I was using Outlook mostly. So uh, if you know of anything that's similar to that, let me know uh, for a decent price, and uh, maybe I'll give that a shot. So anyway, that was my my Microsoft woes wasn't really Microsoft's fault. It's just amazing how many people are out there trying to rip people off with software that isn't genuine and isn't legit. Don't get suckered in. So anyway, my wife's not here with me at this point. She'll she, Through the magic of uh, editing, uh, she'll be back right now as I talk to my son, Andrew. Thanks. So Andrew, for just a second, I want to talk. Um, you got to come over here for a minute because you just got your very first taste 
of 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 watching part of the movie the original movie Tron. Is this true or not? Well, I've watched it in the past. You've seen yeah, we've seen it in the past, but it's been a long time. So, um we you and I were talking yesterday as we were watching it. It stars Jeff Bridges and is it Bruce Boxleiter? Is that how you say Boxleiter? it? Boxleiter. The guy from sure. uh, he, Babylon 5. He's on, yeah, who's the second captain on Babylon 5. Well, anyway, so we watched Tron and it was pretty amazing for the time it was put out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it, but you were getting a kick out of the graphics. Tell us a little bit about the graphics on Tron. Well, it's like the old old video games of the graphics. 80s. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like cor- Battlezone and yeah, I was just wondering if they actually had green screen or if that was all done with black lights and like big sets because that was it was I, amazing. I don't see how they could have done that without green well, screen. Well, it looks it looks similar to the last Starfighter graphics. Yeah, and it, because I think that was it was the cutting edge at the time. I just remember at the roller skating rink when I was a kid that they had a Tron video game, <laughs> and so they had all these different things like the light cycles and uh, the tanks and all that different stuff and. Uh, it was quite a fancy video game, but it used all those line vectors and everything. And so, anyway, did you hear that they're coming out with Tron Two? Yes. And have we seen a trailer or what? Yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. Well, I guess now I'm not sure about this. Our listeners will have to tell us if this is true or not. I do a little more research. It looked like they had Jeff Bridges in the in the new one as well, but then somebody said he was computer generated. <laughs> I have no clue. He could be. But anyway, uh, they are coming out with a new one, and I'm not sure what the premiere date of it is. You can get up and tell us when we're, we're going to get to see Tron 2. Uh, will, will Bruce Boxlitter be in? Boxlitter? Lighter? I, I don't know what his last name is. I don't know if he'll be he, in it. He's married to um, Melissa Gilbert from Little House on the Prairie. He married Laura Halfpint? Yeah, Halfpint. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, she actually had a guest appearance on Babylon 5. I remember, I remember that. Yes, I know. It, Babylon Five was kind of a crossover between um, Little House on the Prairie and your your space world. So well, kind of, yeah, <laughs> kind of, I guess. Well, can... it had Laura Ingalls on there. Sure, <laughs> but she wasn't Laura. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're looking forward to Tron Two. That should be pretty cool. I don't know if it, does it is it Tron Two. Is that what they're calling it? I don't know sure either. I guess I should have done my research is, before yeah. I talk about it. But anyway, it was on. Uh, we tried to get it on high def on our uh, on our Dish network, and somehow we goofed up and got it on the on the analog one. So mm. it doesn't look as good as we wanted. But uh, we'll hopefully they'll play it again and we can tape it again. Yeah, that'd be fun. I saw a little bit of it the other night, but I haven't watched the whole thing. It was so weird to see time. those guys so young. Mm-hmm. They don't. They you hardly recognize them. Yeah. Pretty fun. Okay, well, let's see. What else? Um, oh, hey. Our, well, no. Let's talk about our neighbor that brought us the best smoked salmon we ever had in our lives. Oh, that was so good. He yeah. does. I don't know how he smokes the salmon that way. He he goes out every morning at 5 a.m. and goes fishing during fishing season. Mm-hmm. He's got a boat and everything. And uh, he's a retired school teacher and, and technology guy. So anyway, he goes out fishing. And he brought us a big chunk of salmon that we had for dinner. We we uh, uh, grilled it. Mm-hmm. And it was real to had your mom over for dinner and and we made uh, cream peas and potatoes, salmon mm-hmm. and what else? You know, oh, Something. she made homemade rolls. Yeah, homemade were rolls. They delicious. were really good. Yeah. But anyway, he also gave us a baggie of smoked salmon, couple of baggies. And mm-hmm. uh, oh my gosh, well, you know, most of the time fish is dry when it's smoked. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't at all. You know, the funny thing is, is that morning I woke up thinking about making cream peas and potatoes for dinner and then I thought 
my mom always made fish with that. Well, not always, but quite often we'd have fish um, when we had cream peas and potatoes. It's like a Scandinavian thing, I guess. But anyway, so I woke up thinking about a traditional Scandinavian fish dinner. And then next thing we know, we got a phone call about eight or nine or something to say, that um, he caught a nice, the neighbor caught a nice salmon. So we had wonderful, oh my gosh, wonderful. Fresh it was such a great meal. My goodness. I'm, I was thinking as we were eating this, I thought, well, if we went out to a fancy restaurant, it would cost had, a lot of money. It, you yeah. know, this would have been fifty dollars for dinner. You know, for and he for gave it to us for dinner. free, which was very I know. nice. It was wonderful. And then yesterday, well, not yesterday, now. Excuse me. No. Anyway, on my video blog, I actually show the the smoked salmon, and I also show how we prepared the salmon to go on the grill. So if you want to visit YouTube dot com slash Rick Moyer seven seven seven, you can actually see the fish we got and how we barbecued it and some of the meal. You actually did most of the um, salmon part. I made the cream peas, and well, even you helped with the boiling the potatoes. But anyway. I was playing Scrabble while you were barbecuing. It was it was a good deal. Yeah. I play Scrabble. Yeah. You barbecue. It Works was fun. Well. Okay. And I won by one point. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I even showed the Scrabble board. So you have to you'll have to check it out and see the the uh, video blog. It was a lot of fun. I just look for uh, uh, Scrabble fish. I think is what I called it. I can't remember. Scrabble fish. Something mm-hmm. like that. Unique. I don't know. I'd come up with weird titles because the weirder the title is, the more hits you get. Okay. It's totally true. They're going to expect some fish playing Scrabble. I guess so. (laughs) I don't know. And let me see. Last but not least around our house, you got to enjoy me recording another song. Well, I enjoy the finished product. I can't say I always enjoy that. My Bajoran going on. (laughs) Long ago in, in my teen days, there was a band called The Knack. And they did a song called My Sharona. I remember that song. Well, anyway, our friend Rico, who does Treks and Sci-Fi, was reviewing the episode of The Next Generation called Ensign Row. And it's where they introduced the Bajorans Uh to the Star Trek universe. Which became an integral part of Deep Space Nine. Nine, Yeah, they wouldn't have had Deep Space Nine without it. Right. And, of course, me being a Star Trek guy. Very much so. I had to think about what could I do that would encapsulate that episode. And so I took the knack, my Sharona, and made it my Bajoran. Yes. I actually liked your version better than the original. Okay. Well, the original's got some interesting lyrics. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. So, you guys, you want to hear it? Sure. My son's shaking his head no, and my wife (laughs) said sure. Out of courtesy, she really doesn't want to hear it. I've heard it. Several times. So if you're a Star Trek fan, you'll get this. If not, fast forward about, uh, what, four or five minutes, and then you can listen to the rest of the show. So (laughs) here it is. This is called My Bajoran, um, all about the Next Generation episode, um, Ensign Row, right here on Take Him With You. Breaker to Captain McClark. Go ahead. Have you approved the transfer of a new officer to the Enterprise? Negative. But we've got one waiting to beam aboard, complete with orders. Ensign Rowe Larry. Rowe Larry. Wellington? The very same. Ooh, my little wrinkle nose, wrinkle nose. When you gonna go back to jail, Bajoran? Ooh, you beam on down. You beam on down. Explain it all to the captain, Bajoran. Never gonna stop. Give it up. 
southern continent of Valor too. Find a man named Keith Falor. He has no diplomatic experience. And he won't ask you to dance. I think you're a small man who feels a rush of power in his belly and enjoys it far too much. Look, 
I got myself into this. I'm just trying to figure a way out, that's all. Without anyone getting killed this time. There you go, my Bajoran. Very good, dear. Very good. Sure. I actually like the character Rolaren. She was a little bit more complex character than some. Yeah, not a real Star Trekky character, was she? No, well, I that yeah. If you were a Trekkie, the plot line behind Bajoran, the Bajoran civilization was kind of interesting. Yeah, it actually was pretty good. Yeah. So. <coughs> Excuse me. For, we're boring the non Trekkies though. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you like uh, Star Trek parody songs, you can always visit my parody page. It's ChristRocks.com/parody. P-A-R-O-D-Y. And there's lots and lots of music. Not just parodies, but other original songs I've written and some different things on there that you could really enjoy. So go over there. It's ChristRocks.com slash parody. And you can get free, 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 free music. Yep. And there's a lot of really creative songs. So Yes, they're very fun. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's see. What else was I going to talk about before we got into words of wisdom? I think that's everything that's going on at our house. Uh, we'll be right back in just a moment. Hey, Guildies. This is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast... That coincides with a new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set during filming of Season 4, and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of The Guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kimmy V, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information. Kenny just got back from Comic-Con. We saw some of the pictures. Yeah, we were seeing all the pictures of the super people, people dressed up as superheroes and comic book characters and a lot and, of fun. And I think I've decided that I would never probably wear anything in satiny spandex in public or probably anywhere. <laughs> but, but, you know, a lot of people look like they were having fun. Sure, sure. <laughs> Kenny said that he's going to go next year to Comic-Con. He's been, what, eight years in a row now? He's going next year in costume. Is he really? I think he's going to be um, a hobbit. Hmm. That's what he's been. I, I think he's been working on a, a costume. So that should be very cool. Well, at least hobbits are clothed. And by the way, for those of you that don't know what Comic-Con <laughs> is, it's a big uh, convention down, uh, well, this one in particular was in Southern California or San Diego. And they uh, put on this big, wow, over 100,000 people go to it. It's. I heard rumors it's already sold out for next year already, but they have all these different booths and different things that people can go and uh, celebrate their geekiness. Yes. And it's quite fun, I guess. Yeah. I've never been, but it uh, sounds like a, a blast. They and, had a smaller version up in the Seattle area that we had a friend go to. We've never gone to one, but our friend Preston went to It's supposed to be a lot one. of fun. Yeah, he said he really liked it. Maybe someday we'll get to go to one. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, you'd like to go to a Star Trek convention, I bet, even more, though. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. That would be more fun. So anyway, uh, you'll have to check out uh, our friend Kenny from Knights of the Guild. That was the uh, that, he, that was him on the promo. 
uh, he is just just so much so much fun, and he is such a geek at heart, and uh, he always keeps my uh, my geekiness fed because he has all sorts of videos and posts and different and information for us on uh, geeky stuff. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Kenny, you're a good friend, so thanks. Okay, um, we are going to get into words of wisdom. Before we do that, though, I wanted to let everybody know I've been getting emails from people saying we sure would like to help you with the podcast uh, because you know we do the podcast absolutely free we put it out every single week and the midweek booster during on wednesdays and we do it um we do it right from our home and we are doing a little well we're really done experimenting now we're we we're doing this we're in in for the long haul now we're going to do this every single week and we've been going for about a year and a half now mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah i think yeah it's a year and a half now it is yeah uh, anyway, uh, we have been taking donations from people if they want to help our family out so that we can continue to bring this because it takes a significant chunk of our week to do the podcast and all the stuff that goes along with it. So um, anyway, I've been getting all these emails from people saying, I'd like to give every month to it, but I forget or it just slips my mind or whatever. So finally, uh, I looked into how you could do how you could give on PayPal on a reoccurring situation. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I went, um, if you go to our webpage, takehimwithyou.com and click on the donate button, you'll see a page now where you can donate. You can sign up to have it automatically donate every month so you don't forget. And uh, anyway, that's I did that because people had asked me to do it and not because we want to be rich or anything like that. In fact, um, you know, the donations are great and we really appreciate people that do that. Um, but it, we're definitely we have to do other things to supplement our income. <laughs> yeah. So Amy works full time and uh, and I work doing a lot of projects like the Martians are here and and uh, web pages and banner ads and different things for a local company here photography yeah but i'm really um i really like to to be able to do the podcast more full time and and that can only happen if people give uh to us and we sure appreciate all those that give we really really appreciate it but if you want to give on a monthly uh, basis and you don't want to remember every single time uh, just go to our webpage on the donate button. You can do any amount, um, just one-time gift, and then there's several options for reoccurring gifts, and you can do that if you want to. So that's all I'm going to say about that because we don't want to spend a huge amount of time begging for money because uh, we just figure if you like the show, you know, if everybody that, that listens to the show gave a little bit, we'd have more than enough to keep it coming to you every single week. Yeah. Okay, now it's time for Words of Wisdom right here on Take Him With You. Well, today, since we are going to be, our main subject is going to be uh, love versus tolerance, we are going to be speaking out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from the Message Bible. We'll get back to the story of Joseph next week. Okay, this is the way of love. Verse 1. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I am nothing but a creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, 
doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Love never dies. Inspired speech will be over someday. Praying in tongues will end. Understanding will reach its limit. We know only a portion of the truth, and what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, our incompletes will be canceled. When I was an infant at my mother's breast, I gurgled and cooed like an infant. When I grew up, I left those infant ways for good. We don't see things clearly yet. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. See it as clearly as God sees us, knowing Him directly just as He knows us. But for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us towards that consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly. And the best of these three is love. There you go. Words of wisdom out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 right here on Taking With You. Time once again for words of wisdom. Today's subject, tolerating love. One of the things the internet has done for us is it's, it's made the world a lot smaller place. Yeah, I I think I would agree with that. I mean, before we were on the internet much, we probably would have just been friends with the people we worked with or gone to church with. Or, or in our like, neighborhood. You're going to have to get your mic closer to you, like bring it down. Or more. Live, lived in our neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so the internet has made it a lot Smaller world, yeah. Smaller world. So we're friends well, with people from different cultures and different backgrounds. Yeah, and it's it's. I think it's it's a good thing myself because I think sometimes um, any people group runs the risk of becoming exclusive or intrusive, or or, or introspective maybe or in, yeah, ingrown mm-hmm. um, like a toenail. Uh, very <laughs> narrow-minded. If yeah. they, if all they ever do is hang out with their group of people, if they don't yeah. know anybody that is different than them, mm-hmm. and this happens all over the world, not just in religious circles, but in, but in other cultures and different things, people can become very narrow-focused um, if they are not exposed to more things. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think sometimes um, what happens with that is we get conflict. And this this is why we have wars and fighting and things like that and skirmish sk, how do you, skirmishes I don't know how skirmishes. to say that skirmishes um, whatever anyway this is why we have uh, um, uh, like um, prejudice well, and you, bigotry and different know, things like do that. Do you remember the Dr. Seuss book that that had was it a book or a cartoon that had one um, group of people that ate their bread with the butter side down and one group of people ate their bread with the butter side up. And then they got in a conflict over and that. And they had this huge conflict over that. 
And it's like, it's bread and butter. <laughs> you yeah, know, does yeah. it matter if it's up or down? Right. And, anyway. And in in this world that we live in, we know, I mean, we've noticed this, that uh, people can be very mean to one another mm-hmm. uh, because of their skin color or because of their preferences in life, so on and so forth. They can become just cruel to one another. And uh, I don't think anybody's without exception here. I think this is across the board. We all live in, in places where people are different than us. Mm-hmm. And what what has happened is great conflict has arisen over this, um, and and there's been some serious problems as a result of it. So a big buzzword now in our society is tolerance. Yeah. They, the answer from the perspective of people in charge and people that see this is to say, well, listen, you need to show a little more tolerance for people that are not the same as you. And although that is a wonderful and novel concept... Um, I'm not necessarily convinced that that is the solution. I did a little word search in my um, online Bible help thing. Where do you, where do you go to do that? Um, it was BibleGateway.com, mm-hmm. and I just did a keyword search, and I thought this was interesting because the word tolerate I could only find four times in the Bible. Really? Whereas the word love was 484 times. Wow. And I just thought that was interesting. Um a lot of times people that that aren't from a religious background, sometimes they can have this idea about God that he's this vengeful, hateful guy in the sky. And I just thought it was interesting that I looked up the word hate too. Because that is a view that some people have about God. Um, the word hate was in the Bible 165 times. Mm. Um, and so the word love is about four times as many. Well, three three to four times as much. And the Bible even goes as far as saying that God is love. So I thought that was interesting. And one of the most quoted scriptures that people quote in the Bible, John three sixteen, says that God so loves the world that he gave his only son. And it doesn't say that God so tolerated the world. <laughs> right. So Well, okay, so so here's the deal. The the more that that we get to know people from all different walks of life, the more we realize uh, and have asked, how do you feel about people that profess to be believers in God? And and how does that make you, how do you feel that they treat you and so on and so forth? And we get a lot of different answers. Yeah, and the the sad part is, even though the Bible says you should know Christians by their love, mm-hmm. unfortunately, a lot of people, because of the right-wing agenda and some really outspoken um conservatives and i'm not putting down conservatives but i'm saying there are some people that are so outspoken that it can come across hateful right that that it can be it can come across that because you believe different or your your lifestyle's different that god doesn't love you which is totally not in the bible the bible says god died for the whole world jesus died for the whole world and Um, that God loves everyone. And there is a difference sometimes between 
approving of behavior that can be destructive compared to loving the person. And you can all, you you know, there's going to be differences in the way people feel about things mm-hmm. and what we think is healthful and, and good for you compared to just plain out loving someone. You can disagree with the way they live, but still love them. Right. And, um, and I think sometimes Christians can just go off and off on, on behavior that, that, that they pay no attention to the person. Yeah, and the, there's a hurting person in there. You know, sometimes if people are struggling with drug addiction or or other addictions, it, it, that's just a symbol or a symptom of of a greater pain inside that, that people are trying to self medicate um, their problems and. Um, I mean, that's just one example. But anyway, of a behavior someone might not approve of. Well, yes, it's it's not healthy for people to hurt themselves. But you need to love the person inside, even if you don't agree with their behavior. Yeah. Well, I think what happens is, well, what tolerating somebody means you put up with them and you could be gritting your teeth. Mm-hmm. And that really isn't loving someone. That's just putting up with them. And nobody really, if you really talk to people, how many people really just want to be tolerated? I I couldn't name one, I don't think. I mean, I don't think I would want to be personally, you know, um, have someone go, well, I don't like Christians, but I'm going to tolerate you. Right. You know, or I don't like women, but I'm going to tolerate you. I wouldn't want someone to treat me like that. Right. Well, you know. and and so so, what do you think? Why do groups of churches and and different people? Why do why do they hate other groups of people? Um, I mean, why would they do like, for instance, like uh, this this uh, Westboro Baptist Church where they 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 have like picket signs that God hates fags and and I I kind of didn't believe you when you told me that there was a church that did that cuz I oh, didn't they grow think, yeah they I just, didn't grow up in a church that was like that right. I mean but they were, but actually a lot of us grow up in churches like that that don't maybe pick it but they think that Yeah or they they make references maybe not the church but people in the church might make statements about people coming from another country or, You know what I've you know I what I've know. you know what I've observed most prejudice is based in fear and in the fact that they don't know someone who is that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really, if you really want to think about it, I mean, one of the reasons that, um, one of the reasons that I think the church in per se, and I'm talking about people that go to church have really missed it sometimes, um, is because they've been so afraid of people that aren't like them that they haven't actually got to know anybody that's not like them. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, they think they're keeping themselves, quote unquote, pure, you know, and all this different stuff. But what they're really doing is making themselves a very inclusive and exclusive group uh, because they don't know. How in the world is anybody going to know about God if we keep him all boxed up in the church and we're afraid of talking or, or not just talking, but living our lives in front of people that might not live the same lifestyle as us? Mm-hmm. How are we ever going to reach people? How are we ever going to tell them about God? And 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 really, is it, are we supposed to live our lives in fear of of people that are different from us, or are we supposed to embrace them 
We may not necessarily agree with how they live or what they think, but we certainly can love them as human beings like God loves them. Mm-hmm. I thought of a, a really interesting scenario is in our community, it's, it's mostly a Caucasian redneck community that we live in. And one of the things that was really good for for our family is we went down south of the border and did some work in an orphanage and and um, helped build houses and different things down there and got to know the people down there. And in our area, it's not uncommon to hear people say racial slurs against people that um well mexican people that i yeah. hear i hear and, racial slurs and about to them all me, the time it just breaks my heart because mm-hmm. we've been to the communities that people come from that are just so poor and so devastated and mm-hmm. and um i just could not picture saying a racial slur about about the mexican people because well, of, well, we've think, been down yeah. there we've loved those people i think and anytime like, you oh, you take a brush, a broad brush, and you just paint a whole group of people. You know what? That is prejudice, mm-hmm. plain and simple, and it's not right. I mean, it's it's just not cool to take a, a, a group of people and say they're all this way. Mm-hmm. When, you know what? Most people are the same. I mean, we yeah. all share the same struggles in life. We all share the same air. We all share the same uh, life and death. We share family. I mean, we're all in the same boat. Yes. And when when we start painting with such a a broad brush, we become very narrow minded, and and we we don't see the human traits in all of the different people around us. Diversity isn't a bad thing. It's actually a very good thing as long as you keep your heart open. Well, and, and people's number one need is to be loved. Mm-hmm. And no matter what their background or what their lifestyle, they all need to be loved. And they aren't going to want to receive or know anything about God um, if people who profess to believe to in him. God yeah. are jerks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I how know. else I to know. say that. Well, one of the questions I was thinking about is, you know, we we talked a little bit about tolerance be just kind of putting up with people, but not necessarily caring for them. And I thought, well, what is love? And we read that scripture earlier about love. And it basically said, you know, we could do all kinds of great things, but if we don't live a life loving people, then it's worthless. It's all in vain. Right. So we could have a very strong belief that the Bible says a certain thing, but if we do it out of fear and hate, then it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. So I thought it might be kind of neat just to go through that little section where it says what love is, because sometimes I think people associate love with like, well, it's a romantic feeling or it's, it's the feeling you have to your family or, but love is actually a verb. It's an, it's it's an, an action, action versus word. a, yeah. And not just a feeling. So I thought maybe we could go through this real quick. Um, it says here in 1 Corinthians 13 that love never gives up. And, um, and that might not always be comfortable to people because, you know, you might be relentless in trying to show people you care. Um, it also says it cares more for others than for yourself. It's not self 
selfish. So, so we can all gauge, are we, are we tolerating people or are we loving people as we go through this list? Uh, you think about this for a moment because mm-hmm. what was the last one you read? It says love cares more for others than for self. Okay, so now take that scenario. If love cares more for others than for it for itself, then when we go and we say, "Well, I don't want to, I don't want to associate with those type of people," are you doing that because you are afraid of, of afraid of them, or don't want to be associated with them, or are you? Are you doing it because, are you caring more about yourself than those people? Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, that's something to look at. Uh-huh. It says love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Um, I think in King James it probably says it doesn't covet. And that means just that you lust off after things um, that you really don't need. It's just, you know, you're wanting riches or whatever and people go to all extremes greed yeah when they want something that somebody else has and greed hurts people Mm -hmm. you know i mean how many people in the last 10 years have lost their retirement and different things because ceos were greedy and they ran off with millions of dollars and left the employees bankrupt and you know so greed is not good love is not greedy um love doesn't strut I thought that was interesting, you know, because when you you picture somebody strutting like a peacock strutting. Well, like, I've actually seen this. I've actually seen people be so prejudiced that they would stick their nose in the air and walk past someone. Mm-hmm. The, here they are, believers in Christ, supposedly, and they will actually put their... Well, you think about this. Who did Jesus hang out with? He had people that were his disciples. Mm-hmm. And he would teach them and stuff, but he spent most of his time out and about. And they actually accused Jesus a few times of being a a wino uh-huh. and a friend of tax collectors. And by the way, tax collectors at the time were not the most wonderful the, people the, in the world because they yeah. took bribes and they were often corrupt. So they called him a drunk and a, a well, sinner. His, and one all of these. his disciples was a former tax collector. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Matthew. But 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 my point is, the religious folks would look at him and they would say, "You are you're you're a sinner because you hang out with people that sin," not realizing that they were sinners too. Mm-hmm. Even though that they had they had claimed to know God, they were just they were just as bad for pointing fingers as. As the folks who were living lifestyles that weren't weren't acceptable, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and so sometimes people would accuse Jesus as being something like that. But but you think about it, Jesus loved people, mm-hmm. and and he looked past their indiscretions, yeah. and spent time with them. Otherwise, how would they have ever heard what he had to say? Yeah, if you come off like you're better than other people, that's. That's not going to want them to listen now, to you. Yeah, and, and hang I'm, out I'm with not you. saying that we need to, you know, throw caution to the wind and go out and get in dangerous situations. Not, not that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But, but I do think that we need to at least have compassion and love on everyone, not yeah. just a group that we think we should. Not be arrogant and all full of ourselves, and only hang out with people that look like they could be right. Someone you or, or we're to. afraid of getting. I, I remember this one time. Uh, we actually had families in the church that were afraid to send their kids to our youth group because we had kids that we were reaching off the street and out of families that, that weren't doing so hot. 
we had kids that you know were addicted yeah. to drugs and and they didn't want to send their kids to the youth group because they were afraid of their kids getting corrupted. Mm-hmm. And that to me is really sad because yeah. you know that's putting your nose up and saying, well, you know, what about what about those people? Don't they need to hear about God just as bad as people that already know about Him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think probably worse. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why don't the kids from the Christian homes reach out to the kids that have drug addicts? As we had some of those and, kids. Yeah, we had some we really, did. really neat kids that would, uh, would re- they just love people mm-hmm. because they love God. They love people because God loves people. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry. Um, it says, um, the next one is doesn't force itself on others. We've been around a few pushy people oh. who call themselves Christians that are just really pushy and putting putting signs in your face and it doesn't um, force itself uh, on others that's yeah, exactly well not. and and that's very very true one of the things i love about serving god is the fact that he never pushed himself on me yeah. there there are religions i don't, i can say this without getting too in depth there are religions and there are groups of people that will force their beliefs upon you and when i when you hear something like that when somebody mm-hmm. forces you or pushes you really hard I say run away as fast as you can because that is not how God works. Mm-hmm. God is God gave us a free will, and we're supposed to use that free will. and And God should be the one that draws us to Himself. Not we should never be um, coerced or manipulated or drug into things of God. It should be a willing participation of someone that says, "I want what's best for my life. I want what God wants for me." And you're not pushed and shoved and manipulated into it. Mm-hmm. So if you if that happens to you, you really need to examine what kind of group am I with? Mm-hmm. If they're pushing me all the time, if I'm always uncomfortable, and it's not because the Holy Spirit is convicting my heart, you know, and that's a real Christian saying, but it's not because I've inside I know I need to change. It's because they're just pushing me and I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. That's really that's a sign of spiritual abuse. Yeah. Or or just abuse, period, when somebody forces you to do something that you do not want to do or you don't feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, the next is, um, isn't always me first. <laughs> <laughs> I think of the, the um, cartoon about the fish. Is it Finding Nemo with the seagulls? Mine, Finding mine, Nemo? Mine, yeah, mine, mine. that's totally true. Seagulls the are like seagulls that. that um, anyway. But just, love is not me first. Yeah. Isn't always just greedy and selfish and me me centered i centered sure um it says it doesn't fly off the handle mm-hmm. that's that's a good one well I, just... I remember my friend um one of my friends that is gay um telling me how hurt he was over people that were believers that had shouted mean things at him and done some mm-hmm. mean stuff and i thought wow why why would someone do that to mm-hmm. to my friend why would why does somebody who claims to know god be so vengeful and hurtful well, and, and we can even take this into family life. You know, if you're wanting to show your family that you love them, um, the way to show them isn't to scream at them and just fly off the handle all the right, time. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's there's um, there's all different kinds of people that we need to show we love them and, you know, from our own families to the community around us. And, and they aren't going to feel that love if we're screaming at them. <laughs> Well, it's true, and and I would have to question anybody that that uh, has to use that type of thing. Um, they they obviously don't feel like 
they're being heard or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, I know when I raise my voice, usually it's because I'm frustrated or I'm angry or I don't know the whole situation. And flying off the handle is not a good way to live. No, it does not show love. It can really scar people, actually. Yes. Um, this is an interesting one that I've struggled with before, is that love doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes some of us have really good memories. And <laughs> it's like... You know, we really shouldn't keep score. And yes, we've talked about this last week. Sometimes you ha- people have to earn their trust. You forgive people, sure. but you might not trust them all, all the time. But it's not good to keep a little notebook to say, okay, you did this to me this day and that day. And, you know, and just go on. And that doesn't show you love because we all want grace in our lives. So we should give grace to others. Well, I don't like it, again, I'm thinking about tolerance versus love. I don't like it when people paint a group of people with the same brush. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, and that is basically like, like if something big happens, like, well, let's take like what happened in Waco, Texas. Mm-hmm. Remember when that David Koresh and the cult down there, mm-hmm. um, he was, you know, he used the Bible, obviously. It wasn't accurate and everything, but he used the Bible to get this group of people together. And anyway, there was this big, uh, you, most people know the story. Anyway, it ended up with the government going in and, and you know, they had to use tear gas and it, the complex burnt and it was just a real mess. Real mess. Yeah. And for a while after that, then there was all these people that painted all people that were Christian with this brush of the David Koresh's. And or like when Jimmy Swaggart fell, you know, and and hired prostitutes and all this different stuff, people they look at that and they say, well, those that's Christians for you. They're all like that. Blah, blah. I don't like that when people mm-hmm. do that because I'm not that way. Or they, just the same as anybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, or if you came from this country and they were in this war, and, you right? Know, they were right. this. They were all like him, or you know, whatever. No, I think that's really not what God has designed, and yeah. yet it's so easy to do that and. We really need to look at it and say, you know, um, tolerate, tolerating people would say, well, it's us versus, or it's me versus them, or us against them. And I'm going to put up with them. And love says, like no, no, that's not, it's not us against them. We're all together on this planet. Mm-hmm. There's a whole different story. When you start thinking like that, then you can overlook things you may not agree with and get to the core of a person who you can be friends with and can have a relationship with. And that's really what what I see God as. God, I think Jesus went through the boundaries. He went past all the different things. He would talk to prostitutes. He would talk to um, sinners and people. You know, He would talk to the normal people. Well, I think, when I think he got yeah. a lot of flack for doing that. Well, it says that love covers a multitude of sins. Sure. And, and, and we're all in the same boat. We all mm-hmm. sin. Yeah. I mean, we, sin, this is an interesting concept. And a lot of people don't like it because they like to hold on to fear and bigotry and stuff. One sin is the same as the rest of the sins. Mm-hmm. So we may, as a believer, sit in our, our high church and say, I don't like these people here because mm-hmm. they do this, this, and this, and this. Yet at the same time, they're sitting there. But and, if they've gossiped and if they've lied, they're the same as someone who's committed adultery or right. fornication or right. you know things that people might look down as so, as worse sins. So you, you have to stop sin. and say, all right, sin is sin, and we all we all struggle. We all don't. We fall short. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, perhaps we could have compassion on our fellow man, yeah. Instead of judging him and pointing fingers, I think. That, I mean, obviously, if somebody's living a destructive lifestyle, it's not 
easy to get close to them and we have to be careful. Mm -hmm. There need to be boundaries in our own life. But at the same time, if we are so afraid of getting corrupted, per se, Mm -hmm. then we'll never, ever reach out to a world that needs needs help. Yeah. Um, This is really interesting because I see this all the time in the media um, that's definitely not showing the love. It says, doesn't revel when others grovel. Oh, boy. And you know, how many times are you see someone that, you know, they've they've had some problems in their marriage or their business or whatever, and they make a public apology, and then... And then everybody then goes after on the news for a week because look at so-and-so. And, and they're delighted know, when somebody and, gets ruined. And you know what? That's... That's not love. That's not love. And, and you have to realize with every... Um, problem in a marriage, every problem in a business or a church or whatever, there's families behind that. There's families that are, you know, it's not nice to revel when other people are, you know, devastated and feeling badly. That's right. Be better to comfort them. Well, okay, so let's put that in a bigger perspective. If a certain group of people, um, like a lot of political stuff goes on, Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know people that will get all on their high horse and they'll say, well, this is wrong about the legislation and, and this, you know, and then when there's a defeat in a, in a certain area on either side of an issue, Mm -hmm. the other side just goes nuts and is so excited because somebody lost. And, and I just, you know, that's, that's celebrating when other people are, are hurt. Yeah. And I guess it depends on the issue and it depends on what side it should land on. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But but I just know that it's not a good not a good practice. It's never good to rejoice when somebody hurts. It's like it's what, very sad. What happened to teaching sportsmanship when we were kids? When Being you, good sports, when yeah. You, you know, your team won, but you would go and shake the hands of the other team and not rub it in their face. You know, there's I things. Guess well, things, things don't always go our way. Yeah, and we should be good, decent about it. Okay, the next one says takes pleasure in the flowering of truth so love takes okay so knowing the truth okay fear in most people when they judge other groups of people is because they don't know anybody from that group Mm -hmm. and when you finally find the truth about someone when you hear their heart and hear what they're all about that changes your perspective i think Mm -hmm. and you rejoice in the truth now um again we're talking about Loving people versus tolerating people. You don't just mm-hmm. put up with a person. Nobody wants to be just put up with. We want we want to be loved. Oh, talking about this, um, the next part, it says puts up with anything. Not just putting up with what you want to and ignoring the rest. But right. it says puts up with everything. Always looks for the best. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, tolerance, you just kind of ignore people, you know, okay. And you don't try to look for the best in them, you know. always looks for the best. Never looks back, but keeps going to the end. So, love is um, perseverant. Yes. It doesn't give up. Right. And um, always looks for the best. So, those are are, um, great things. And I love the last verse of this chapter where it says... Um, that there are three things to do to lead us to um, that consummation or completeness in God. And it says, trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, 
love extravagantly. I just love that part. Yeah, that's really love good. extravagantly. And the best of the three is love. And I think sometimes people might look funny at someone who loves extravagantly, but God says that's the best. Yeah. You know, if you can love people unselfishly and unswervingly and extravagantly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it, it all boils down to, um, it boils down to if you really believe strongly about something, then go ahead and believe strongly about it. That's okay. Like, for instance, I believe the Bible is true, and I believe what the Bible says. And so there are times when I'll run into people that don't live necessarily the way that the Bible says we should live. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's going to happen. I think all of us fall short in some degree. Sure. You know, but, mean... but do I do like I see sometimes on Internet forums and, and sometimes in public meetings or sometimes in church? Would I stand up and, and preach against or write a horrible comment about somebody that doesn't believe the same? Or or would I? No, I wouldn't do that. And 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 I know some people say, well, you have to stand up for the truth, Brother Moyer, you know, or whatever. And, and I would say I absolutely stand up for the truth. But the way you treat people is far more important than your doctrine or your dogma. Now, I know some people get all mad and they say, well, oh, you're being, that's just, oh my gosh, that's just sacrilegious. But you know, it's not my responsibility to change someone's heart. It's God's. Well, and, and I need to show the same love that God showed to me when I was doing mm -hmm. stuff I shouldn't have been doing. Why can't I show love to other people that way and, and, and trust and have enough faith in God that if there's something in their life, and I don't, I may not even know what it is, or I may not, I may see something and say that's the gaping problem in their life. You know, I'm judging them or whatever. Mm -hmm. I have to have faith and trust enough that if they come to know God, He will take care of them in whatever area they are struggling in. Well, and I, I, think, I mean, why not? Yeah, why do we try to change people? You brought it up earlier that you know people look down on Jesus because He was friend friends to everyone i mean mm -hmm. the people the only people that jesus really had a hard time being friends with well, the were religious the religious ones. people that it's were true. that were like self-important yes but, but he you know jesus reached out to the prostitutes and the drunkards and the corrupt politicians and you know he reached out to everyone yeah and um loved them all and we might not do that perfectly every minute of the day, every day, but it's our goal. Right. Is to try to be more like Jesus and to show that love that he showed that wasn't selfish, that wasn't mm -hmm. arrogant, that didn't give up. Yeah. And um, that's just a good goal, I think. We're still working on it. But yeah, it's a good definitely. goal. Well, and I think sometimes, I know I was questioned, someone questioned me and said, well, as long as you stand for the truth, you know, and you don't just compromise to reach people and and i thought well again i think that is i think that's a weird motivation if we think that we're going to get notches on our bible or our belt for converting someone to christianity i think that is i don't think that's true i th i think that's the wrong motive do i want to share the love that god has put in my heart and the fact that he mm -hmm. saved my soul yes i do mm -hmm. if people grab a hold of that they can have that too 
And I, I'm totally for that, and I will talk about it, and I won't. And I'll say to you right now on the podcast, I think Jesus is amazing, and I think everybody should know Him. I think they love it. They would love the relationship that they could have with God, and it would be amazing for them. But am I going to force them into that? No, I can't. Um, are we? You know, mm-hmm. I just think I just think sometimes we we get so f- focused on that action of somebody saying a prayer that we forget that they're human beings with lives they're not a number Mm -hmm. and god loves them and cares about them and if that's the case he's big enough to take care of them what we need to do is live a lifestyle that shows the character of god so that others might be interested in him Mm -hmm. well and you know you you have um, prayed with hundreds if not thousands of people through the years too when they prayed and asked Jesus to be the boss of their lives Mm -hmm. and forgive them of their sins and stuff. And we're not against that at all. It's, it's just that there are a lot of people out there that don't want to know what we believe unless they know we care about them. Well, there's the old adage, nobody cares what you think until they think you care. Yeah. And that's just totally true. And, but I, I, I again, don't think that should be the goal of our lives. I think, I think, it should be a natural expression of our life that we live with God that others would be find that attractive. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening today, and, and one of, I've heard this. People have emailed me and said, Rick, I like your program because you're not judgmental and because you love God, but you don't force me to think anything. I, I come up with that conclusion on my own. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That is totally true. Um, uh, 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 there's a, uh, a position in the Bible called an evangelist mm-hmm. or a description of what somebody does. And what it said, what it means is a person that brings someone to a skilled decision. So, in other words, if I do my job right, because I think I'm, I'm somebody would be called an, an evangelist. Um, if I do my job right, then I will point people in the right direction, introduce them to Christ, and then what they do is really between them and God. It's it's a personal decision. Exactly, I can't make it's it for not, them, yeah. and I'm not their God. I'm not. I didn't. I'm not coming back for them. But Jesus did. Yeah. And and so I think it's just important that we, instead of fearing and thinking that we got to follow this list of rules that somebody came up with, um, you know, to, to lead people to God, I think we need to just live our lifestyle the way that we live it. And instead of being exclusionary, we need to, we need to include people and we need to love people the way God loves them. Mm-hmm. And that's really when it comes down to tolerating versus loving. Um, I used to tolerate people. Now I, I'm trying to love people. Mm-hmm. And it's and it takes a lot of changing our religious mindset. And, you know, and we have to say, some people aren't as easy to love as other people, and it stretches you. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we did homeless ministry for a time. and mm-hmm. Worked um, at the Union Gospel Mission. Yeah, Rick worked there for about a year, year and a year half. Year and a half. And, you know. Very hard. Sometimes it was hard because people would come in with such huge levels of dysfunction and rage and, and rage or alcoholism or, um, or yeah lack of hygiene. Yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes it's really hard to love someone when your nose is like going, please get me away from here, get me away from here. And yeah. but you know, you have to just get past these external things. Right. And it's and challenging get to the core. Sometimes. Everybody's the same deep inside. Everyone is the same. Everyone has that regardless need. of color, belief. They have a need to be loved. Religion, and whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where the core of it is. It is. And I, th- I think this is a good discussion. I hope it's challenged people to, to think a little bit more about how they treat others. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's not our intent to get down on, on people who are Christians. I mean, we are Christians. We're believers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, we definitely wanted to raise awareness, not only to people that listen that aren't believers, but also the believers that listen. We we have a song that we we love at our house. <laughs> it's a challenging song to some, maybe. <laughs> I guess so. I'm trying to remember who the who's the guy that does it. Do you remember? It's Michael Gungor, and and hopefully this song will will challenge people to think like we were talking before. I, the goal of this podcast was to get every one of us to to love more and judge less. Yeah, and don't just tolerate people. Love people. Yeah, because that's what we would want. Yeah. Okay, so this is uh, Michael Gungor Band, and the name of the song is called White Man. Mm-hmm. Don't judge the title, just listen to the song, and I think you'll, you'll get a huge kick out of it right here. I'll take him with you. God is not a man. God is not a white man. God is not a man sitting on a cloud. God cannot be bought God will not be boxed in God will not be owned by religion But God is love God is love And He loves everyone God is love God is love And He is not a man God is not an old man and God does not belong to Republicans and God is not a flag not even American and God does not depend on a government but God is good
Okay, there you go. Michael Gungor and uh, White Man. <laughs> cool song, huh? Yeah. I, you know, at first I thought, the first time I thought, I thought, boy, this guy is pretty bold. <laughs> but it was really good, but wasn't it? Was, it? You know, it's, it is good because it just, it's a good reminder. That, that God loves everyone. We're supposed to love extravagantly. That's right. Not just people who look And he cares about like people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's pray. And then uh, we'll introduce next week's subject. All right. Okay. Father, we just thank you so much that you put us on the same planet. And you have given us the ability to love people the way you do. And although it's hard at times, God, we ask for for help. Help to not judge people and not to be mean, but to, to really embrace people. And not just to tolerate them, but to celebrate them and to love them. God, help us um, as we try to live our lives that way. Uh, we don't want to be people that hurt or cause problems. We want to be people that heal and uh, cause good things to happen. Mm -hmm. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, um, next week. What are we going to talk about next week? I've got an idea. Okay, let me hear it. Okay, we were we had a men's group one time where um, we were meeting around a table, and they asked the question, what's your favorite movie and why? Uh-huh. And so people went around, and they were all, I, I know, I'm just, I'm different, I guess, but people going around like, Dirty Harry, because he kicks some butt, you know, and, and they'd go <laughs> to the next person, and they'd say something got to me and I said, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. And then you told them why? I said, because cause the whole crew saves the universe. And then, and then afterwards, um, the instructor during our, in our class, we were in these little discussion groups, said, okay, now the reason we asked that movie, what you like the best about what movie was the best that you liked, was because... The reason you like it so much is because it's what you want to do in your life. And so everybody started looking around and they started thinking about why we liked the movies we liked so much. And there was a hidden meaning behind it all. And it got to thinking, gosh, this is interesting. So let's talk about our favorite movies and why. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe if you are listening and you have a favorite movie, why don't you send us in an audio comment or an email telling us what your favorite movie is and why. I think I know which one I'm going to talk about. Well, good. Don't say it yet. <laughs> okay. So that's what we're going to talk about next time. What's your favorite movie and why? And then we're going to analyze it. It'll be really fun. So uh, stick around and uh, see you next time on Take Him With You. By the way, you can always uh, find us at TakeHimWithYou.com. Uh, video blog is at Rick Moyer or YouTube.com, Rick Moyer 777. You can also find me on Twitter at Moyer 777. Facebook, you can find Amy at Facebook.com slash Amy.Moyer. You can find me at Facebook.com uh, slash Rick.Moyer. All right. Yeah, okay. So there you go. Get a hold of us. We love feedback. We would love to hear from you. Email us, Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. That's Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia Production, LLC. Copyright 2010. All rights reserved. I just screwed that up, but that's okay. You get the picture. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, have a great day, everybody. Hello.
my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. The Earth belongs to the Nereza, and only one hope remains. Project Eden. An ocean and thousands of miles infested with monsters separate the companions from their last hope for salvation. And all the while, an unseen hand guides their every move. After the dawn comes the morning, but with the light comes the inescapable truth. The human race needs a miracle. Martians Are Here podcast, available on iTunes and through the martiansarehere.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show, so keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com.
Hi, my name's Al, and my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day.